Heineken, Heineken made in Amsterdam. Budweiser's Damn, is, you mean it, it actually is made in Amsterdam, not yes. in Canada? Like yeah. that one fake old beer that we had? I think all of the Heineken in the world comes out of the same pipe. <laughs> one that smells. The skunk died in all those years ago. No, that's just the bottles, and that's what we're going to learn this week. All right. Yeah, this is uh, Foster's is made in Canada. It's not really Australian. No, mate. It's, <laughs> it's Australian for for fake Australian beer. It's Canadian for beer, mate. For Canadian beer, eh? A. All right. Uh, in three, two, one. You're <laughs> <laughs> listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how the other styles came about. I'm already slurring. It's not good. (laughs) We seriously got to get through this. And all the adverbs you might use to describe what you are tasting. Adverbs, I like that. Well, it's going to be nouns next time. (laughs) The best part about beer school is the homework is beer. That's right. It's the only show, not show, we're greater than a show. We're a legitimate uh, institution of uh, learning. It's true. Speaking of A. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, today's show is cans versus bottles. Oh, look. Clink. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be you know that whole show off thing or showdown thing unless there was clinking bottles of something. Ba da da ba. Yeah, like helmets. Yeah, but we don't have helmets. We have bottles and cans. So who am I sitting across from the table from? Today? I'm talking uh, as I'm. I'm impersonating a guy named John Foster. Really, and I'm Motor. Hey, how's it going, Motor? It's okay. How was the pre-show today? Uh, the pre-show was outstanding. I had a lovely breakfast quesadilla. And I'm just ready to roll. Uh, it's a beautiful, cloudy day here in San Francisco. It's getting a little cold. Looks like it might rain. Uh, another quiet Sunday. It's been raining all week. It's, it cleans the streets. Pretty much. Without rain, where will we get water to make beer? Not from the, not from the rain drain. Jeez. Oh, well, it's kind of already fermenting down there with all the stuff that's already going into the, into the sewer. And the crocodiles and the big goldfish. And the big goldfish. And the huge rats. I have not. Did, there was something on the internet or on the news the other day about people filming a Taco Bell in Times Square. That was it was closed, but it was overrun with rats. That's the sound rats make. Yep. How about that? Indy's dad didn't like rats. No. <laughs> <laughs> so here today we're going to talk about um, the difference between. The containers that beer comes in. And so we've got the two most common containers. Uh, we have a, the traditional glass bottle, and we have the aluminum can. There's this long, long, long debate about what tastes better, uh, beer from a can or beer from a bottle. And a lot of people believe that beer from a can tastes like beer from a can. It has a metallic flavor. It might have... Um, I don't know. Metal. Metal. <laughs> yeah. And it's it just it's just not right. And some of that is true, but a lot of it's mythology that it at some point in time, back in the day, metal canned beer actually did taste like metal canned beer because of the way the can uh worked or didn't work. 
Right. As as the big brewers came out of Prohibition and innovated and invented this amazing thing called the can to make it cheaper to ship their beer from one brewery to points all over the place rather than being locally and distributing locally, uh, as they dumbed down their beer or made it uh, more palatable to more tastes, uh, that's sort of the flavor of beer that became associated with the package known as the can. And uh, the big brewers sort of held on to the can as their thing for a very long time because the entry into making a can uh, or uh, putting your beer in cans, you have to buy a lot of cans to start off because you got to get them all painted fancy and everything. You can't just put them in silver and call it beer. No. And with bottle- especially with the way that um, beer labeling laws work, it has to be very specific as to how it's labeled and to why it's labeled. That is absolutely true, Mr. Foster. Whereas with bottles, uh, everybody buys blank bottles for the most part, except for a couple of breweries that paint their bottles. But you can buy blank bottles and stick your own label on there, and you can make it in very small batches. So it was much easier for uh, smaller micros starting off to deal with bottles rather than with cans. You can actually do a lot with manual, um, filling filling them, corking them, or not corking them, but capping them, and putting bottle label or labels on the bottle. Oh, trust trust me, I know more than <laughs> enough brew monkeys that work in the in the breweries on bottling day. Well, I've done it. It's kind of fun for an hour, and you, you know, there's just no time to drink beer while you're bottling beer. Well, it's like Tom Sawyer. Look at how much fun this is. You get to sit in the brewery and stick stickers on a bottle, and it's fun for an hour. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've never done it before. Right. Much un- unlike sitting in a bar, taking labels off of a beer. True. Which is, what is that? That's mythology about Oh, that's high school mythology. Yeah. If you can get the what, label. What was it? If you can pull the label off in one tear, you're a virgin or something or like that. Or you're not a virgin. Or you're not a virgin. Whatever. All the girls I knew could get the label off without tearing them. What did that mean? I don't remember. <laughs> I do I do know that in high school it didn't matter whether the girl could get the label off or on. It's whether or not she was drinking the beer. I wasn't going to get the girl anyway. <laughs> Aww. Uh, it's been the story of my life. What was our homework last week? Well, our homework last week was to tip indifferent, was to go to some place and just see what it's like being you know, the guy who hasn't been in... Um, a new place, and to leave tips appropriately to see what that got you. Is that why I have no money in my wallet this week? That's why I have no money in my wow. wallet. That Angela sure tripped us up. She lied to us. <laughs> I think. No, yeah. there was a lot of good content in that show. There is, if you can get around the damn and the rock Rockstar! <laughs> No, so what I did is I went to uh, I went I went to a place that will na- will be named later, the uh, the bar that to be named later, uh, and uh, I did exactly what I said. I I tipped different, and I started off with a with a bigger tip than I would normally give for just a single pint, uh-huh. and uh, attention was given the whole rest of the the session. Excellent. So yeah, I think that worked. Uh, of course, it doesn't work in places. You know the 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 places where you would be called out from that, like for example, if you went to the tornado, uh-huh, and you dropped a big tip, that's not going to get you anything. They're still going to ignore you unless you're like ready, ready, ready. Yes, but that's that's more the mythology of beer show. The you know when you get into a place that is one of the places that people know from around the world, that's just another whole level. What I'm thinking is maybe we should go do some research at Hooters up at Fisherman's Wharf this week. Um, yeah, well, here's, you know, the thing is, is I could leave a big tip and they still wouldn't talk to me. It's true. Uh, see, I have this. I They'd have, ask you how you like your wings. See, uh, 
right here. Right there? Yeah, right here. Yeah, that's a birthmark, it, it, isn't no, it? It's, it's, in, it's embedded. It's, it doesn't come off. <laughs> John's pantomiming again. Exactly. <laughs> so here, this is the, the, it's in 3D now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll make a picture of that. So the other thing with the thing that I noticed with the cans by comparison, so we have a we have a sixteen of bud and a sixteen of bud. Yes. They're the same exact size of beer uh in quantity. Yet the bottle is like mega tall by comparison. Yes. It's gonna take a ton more room uh for it to work. From a store point of view, the can is like the total way to go. It's true. If you look at the bottle, there's as the neck goes up, there's a lot of space that is just neck of beer. Uh, where the bottleneck's down is about the fill line for the bottle, whereas the can is pretty much full the whole way. And the can is only, I'd say, 60% the height of the bottle. Let's say you have a little dorm refrigerator and you're trying to shove beer in your fridge. The cans would fit a lot better than the, uh, the bottles. But maybe it's the illusion of getting more. I do know that a lot of people get fooled by this whole size thing. You know, is the the wide, fat, short glass going to hold more than the really tall, thin glass? It's true. And always, always, the short, pick the short, thin, squat thing, because it will always will hold way more. That's what the, I always tell the ladies. Than the tall. It's not that long, but look at how squat it is. <laughs> it's the better deal. So supposedly cans are more environmentally friendly and lighter and easy to carry, but if a can weighs 16 ounces, it holds 16 ounces, and a bottle weighs 16 ounces, or holds 16 ounces, isn't that like the same weight? Yeah, but glass is a thicker thing and a heavier thing, and uh, aluminum is pretty pretty thin. You know, when you well, get, by comparison to glass. By like, comparison to glass, as a container for beer. We, just, we need to get transparent aluminum at some point. See, fun. then we can see inside. Then wow. We know what color the beer was. Or plastic bottles. Plastic bottles. Yeah, why yeah. don't we have a plastic anchor bottle? Why, don't we, why, didn't we I, get, I, why didn't we get Bud in plastic? We forgot that. We Do they have Bud in plastic? Yeah, they actually have Bud I remember I was in Vegas like a couple of years ago for a friend's bachelor party, and I was so excited because that's when I had my first beer out of a plastic bottle. It was a Miller Genuine Draft by a pool at, I think it was, Bally's. And I was just excited to get that beer because it came in plastic. Uh oh. So uh-oh. we're gonna we're gonna go for the uh, speaking of by the pool. Yes. We're gonna go for the by the pool beer. Okay. So this is the uh, Budweiser King of Beers. Um, first appearance on the show, by the way. First appearance for Budweiser. Yay! Give it up for Bud. Um, it might be the last, but you know you never know. And we could even twist this off, but I'm gonna do it proper with the. You don't want to work on that callus that you have no. from your your. This is Budweiser in a bottle, and we're going to try this out and see how uh, how it pours. So, what we're looking what we're looking at here, we went down once again to the favorite liquor store at this point of um, BeerSchool.com, which is Porn and Liquor on Third Street in San Francisco, and we searched through their extensive selection of beers suitable to be served from a bag uh, to match up some cans of beer against bottles of beer. The idea being. We should be able to taste the difference between the two. Correct. In theory. So we, we can look at this and see where it came from. It uh, just says St. Louis. Budweiser. I don't, there's probably a code on there that says the gives her manufacturing plant. I could probably find that out with some research. Oh, my gosh. This beer is ancient. It's, it's September 8th, 06. 
Wow. This beer is like ancient, ancient. So the then, hobos, the hobos that <clears throat> chop at porn and liquor, I guess, don't like Budweiser. The Bud guy is totally. This should never be in the case. The interesting the, thing, the, this though, is, this is this is a total faux pas on the on the the beer driver guy. Whoever's in charge. Whoever's of that. in charge of this. This would this beer should not be. We should not be able to buy something that's six months old. Wow. But you know, Budweiser, uh, they do have the brown bottle to uh, do the best they can to keep light out. That's who we have going on. The, the uh, yep, that's Bud. <laughs> the head looks like whipped egg whites. Wow. Wow, it's got that bouquet that says Budweiser. This would go good with wings. It probably would. Um, you know the old joke, John. What's the old joke? Why is beer good for you? Why is beer good for me? It made Bud wiser. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I am the professor of uh, beer school, so... And you are uh, the king of bad puns, too. I am. Although, I'm with that one, I'm trying to... Uh, you've, you've totally out Trying to me. unseat the king. You've done that. Man walks into a bar. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> oh, you know, so what do we taste? Well, I taste really... It's, it's, uh, it's all confused, what I'm tasting. Tastes a little bit like, to me... It tastes a bit off. I would say it tastes a little bit like bad French fries. Oh, you know, like it's gone through the fryer once too many? Yeah. When but you, but here, here's the thing. This beer really should be about 10 days old. Uh-huh. To, and I think that this beer is just off. It's sparkly beautiful. It's Do, sparkly beautiful. Does our can of... Uh, oh, there it is on the bottom. Oh, see... At Porn and Liquor, the hobos prefer beer in cans. Instead of beer in bottles? Because the uh, the date on this is the 24th of January, For the week. which makes it almost exactly a month old. Still, the guy is totally falling down here. I uh, know. All right, so it's really... you got to think it's not that big an account, though. It's, well, it is Porn and Liquor. You know, the clientele should be You know, in a year, on top of it. when John gets his beer school t-shirts out and everything... I want everybody who comes to San Francisco to take a picture in their beer school T-shirts in oh, front of yeah. porn and liquor. How fun will that? We'll have this. We'll have the shirts up soon, and it'll be the 1.0 with the crap logo. And exactly. I mean, the one you know, I made the logo in about in about a day, and I'm not. An Takes artist. that long to get on the clip art disc? Pretty much. No, I drew <laughs> that. I, I made this. <clears throat> All right. You know, well, we I are using like, the proper container though. We for are. Our we, sampling. Have the, we have the we uh, have the the plastic. Uh, NASCAR glass. Mine is classy glass drinkware. Mine is offset printing. Four imprint spot colors printed in three to five weeks. Minimum minimums as low as a thousand. Hey, we could get beer school glasses. Oh, I got a friend in the in the crap trinket industry. Classy he could probably glass drinkware since he could probably set us up royal. Nice. They don't have a URL here. Otherwise, I could give it to the kid. I don't trust anybody without a URL. Used to be don't trust anybody over thirty. Now I don't trust anybody without a URL. Wow, okay, I'm making that, that's the that's the face of satisfaction. I'm making that face of satisfaction, like, wow, you guys drink this shit. Hey, Budweiser is a well done beer. Just because this one's a little bit, it's off. The guys, it's too the old. hobos don't like beer in bottles. It's too old. It's six months old. Amazing. So supposedly cans have higher sales with access to markets. That restrict glass packaging. Golf courses, marinas, airlines, beaches, hacking. The club level at uh, AT&T Park, home of the Giants, 
uh, I would say probably one of the rarest containers in all of uh, beer is Anchor in a plastic bottle, and the plastic bottles are shaped just like the Anchor glass bottles. Where can we find an Anchor in a class? We gotta wait until baseball starts. But it is, uh, I think it's the only place you get the Anchor plastic bottles. That's cool. It's really cool. It means we're gonna have to buy like sixty dollar tickets. No, what you do is, uh, is hopefully Peter McGowan isn't listening to this podcast. Um, usually, the people who check for the club level access, uh, if you get in on a regular ticket, but you have an older club level ticket from that year, if you go to the door and just show them the club level ticket from any game, they let you in. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh. Oh, I've done that enough. How does I that work? That. Are, they just, are they daft? Did they you just sort of hold your thumb conveniently over the, over the, the, over the day? That, over the day. And they just see the club thing? And they, and go, they just see the yes, club sir, thing. Wow. Well, why it this way, sir? So. Yes, and club level makes baseball really nice because you're away from all the other people. The thing with club level, and now, now this is a, we're totally off topic. The thing no, with, no. What are we talking about? Talking Where about you get anchor in plastic bottles? We're on topic. That's true, but but the thing with club level is that nobody goes there to watch baseball. They're all they're all just sitting there chat 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 chatting. Well, and, some of the and I've seen and I've seen people get hurt in the club level because they're not paying attention to the. To the foul balls. Oh, some of those seats scare me. Yeah. Because all I see is a ball coming straight at my face. Unlike the baseball, cans have increased shelf visibility with more selling advertising space when compared to bottles. Cans fetch eye-level retail real estate because of their lower breakage risk compared to glass. You know, uh, I've not surveyed any large stores recently to see whether or not that's the case, but it makes absolute sense. Well, usually the beer is safely in the glass, is contained safely in the freezer, can you know, free behind the freezer door, right? The the chiller door, so that you don't actually, you know, it's not actually going to fall out of the of the closed door case. Well, I was thinking some of the bigger venues, like. Uh, Safeway or any other fine grocery. Yeah, but those okay. Well, they still kind of have it, you know, back away from the kids. Yeah. So that you know the the five year old can't go. Ooh, pretty bottle. Daddy juice. <laughs> Daddy juice. Uh, all right. So let's try this thing in a can. Okay. Once again, this is Budweiser from January twenty fourth, which, as of the date of production What's of the show, is about exactly a month ago. Ah, <clears throat> uh, remember pull tabs. This beer is different color than the than the bottle. It looks like it's lighter. Here you can pour your own. That's interesting. I wonder if uh, it could just be the age got to it. I don't, but I've never seen a beer change color. That would be a good question for one of our experts. Yeah, like our brewer friends. So uh, it's not the head's not as big. Correct. Um, it looks like the bubbles within the head are slightly larger. I wouldn't describe this as whipped egg whites. I only know five beer words, and whipped egg whites is one of them. This is actually not as bad. Technically, that means it's better. No, it's still... We're waiting for our big fat sponsor check from Budweiser. It's not as bad as the one that was six months old. You know, it's sad. The the big Heineken can seems to be getting shunned by the other beers, (laughs) so I'm going to move it closer to the other beers. Ooh, Mr. Heineken can. Yeah, you know what what we think of Heineken. No, this is... uh, it's uh, fizzier. That's a good beer term. It's uh, got a little bit more bite to it. All than... around, it just tastes better. Yeah. I'm th- I'm thinking that Bud, you've got to check your born on date. Get down to porn and liquor, dude, and dude. see why your see why your bottles aren't moving at porn and liquor. 
Yeah, the bud guys. Hey, get down there. Uh, let's see what else. You know, this would be a this would be a beer that I would cook with. If I was making a beer butt chicken, uh-huh. This would be the sacrificial beer for that. Hmm, interesting. If I wanted to like super sweet, you know, like Well, it's not as sweet as the the uh Oh, not as the Miller as the High Miller. Life. The Miller High Life with the sweet of beer. Yeah. It's Swedish. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to talk about beer myths. And what are beer myths? I heard the beer was made by milking a dragon. Nope. Dragon Why? Dragon. There's a there's a there's beer no, at Triple Rock over in Berkeley called Dragon's Milk. How no, else are they going to make that? There's that no dragons. Sure there are. There's no dragons. How do you know that? I've, have you ever not seen a dragon? I've never not seen I've never seen a dragon. Right. So how do you know that you just haven't seen one? All right, dragons could be invisible, like like how I was invisible on Friday night. <laughs> how did you turn invisible, John? Drinking beer. Ah, uh, is that like uh, the guy from uh, what was it, Mystery Men? Which no, that dr- was the guy. He had to take his clothes off to become invisible, and nobody could nobody could him. look at him. Nobody yeah. could look at him. But I'm just saying that I became invisible on Friday just by drinking beer. Ah. Uh. Is that Mr. Underwood's uh, credit card? No, Mr. Under Underhill. See this. This Mr. is Underhill. off topic. Yeah, this is. Way off. <laughs> well, we're getting ready. I to just wanted to give the listeners an, an example of off topic. Yeah. Okay. So the the bud the bud and cans taste better than the bud and bottles, but we don't have a good scientific match for the two yeah, because had we, had we been paying attention when we bought it, we would have bought one within. You know, we were paying attention. We would lose the soft edge that the show has. <laughs> We don't have a hard edge. We have a soft edge. Well, that's right. It, uh, I think it's actually a better example, accidentally. You know, finishing about six ounces of that right there at once out of my beautiful red cup, it wasn't that bad. Makes you feel like you're at the baseball game. And somebody brought back beer, and he was like, oh, hey, you brought back beer. Like, oh, you brought back bud. <laughs> I eat snow cones at the baseball game. They're still like seven bucks, right? No, snow cones, I think, uh, last season were three bucks. Which is pretty good, considering it's ice and a little bit of sh- uh, colored sugar water. But Actually, this and a Sheboygan, onions, sauerkraut, nothing finer. Does it sound like we're excited about baseball? Baseball's on its way. <laughs> <laughs> What's right. our next? What's our next? Well, let's see, because we have this uh, fine product over here um, that's named after me. Wow. We did we did uh, Bud Bottle first, so we should do Foster's Bottle first. So this is a um, brewed and canned under the supervision of Carlton and United Breweries, Melbourne, Australia, by FBG Breweries, Toronto, Canada. That's not in Australia. This is the same thing. So we're drinking, and it's Union Made. And it's Union Made. It's the Formula One's official beer. Well, Formula One's a hell of a lot better than NASCAR. Pretty much. I tell so you what, those guys are. I don't even know if that's the official beer of NASCAR. The NASCAR bar. is just a bunch of dirty marketing whores. All right, so and gonna... uh, <laughs> you know, Formula One is what real gentlemen watch. Although NASCAR is killing off Formula One. So I wonder if we can actually find Australian Fosters in the United States anymore. That's a good question. Maybe we could go to uh, the next level up of porn and liquor and find out. <laughs> no, I bet you that you can't. Even at some point, at some point, we might have to branch out and not buy all of the tasting beer at Porn and Liquor. Well, I think we've kind of run into the wall. It's too bad Porn and Liquor wouldn't sponsor us because you know we've we've mentioned them about 
30 times in the last two shows, if not just this show. All right. Well, the Fosters, believe it or not, poured a lot like the Bud. Less head. Less head. Almost no head. It smells good. It's got 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 big bubbles. And Mine, the, mine's got more. Of course, I also dumped the bottle into it. Ah. That forced it up. Once again, it comes around to how you pour your beer and how it, you know, if you come down to the height of the brewers or the, uh, who would it be? It wouldn't be the bartenders, the person who pours the beer. And when you go to an Irish pub and they put the little uh, clover on top of your Guinness. Right. That, that I would say. Total attention to detail. The height of preparation. And this, I guess, oh, I have no head left except for, I only have seven bubbles left. Want some salt? I have some. Let's see what this tastes like. That's good radio where we both drink at once. Exactly. I was supposed to talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, Rockstar! Damn! <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this beer much better than I like the Bud. And why is that? Well, what? it has... Okay, so a couple of things. Um, it doesn't have that in-your-face, I'm-a-super-sweet beer. True. That the, uh, that the Bud's announces itself with it also finishes much cleaner than the bud for whatever reason it could just be that we were drinking bitter american before so my palate was tuned toward that nice floral hoppy bitey end bitter american can you explain more because i don't understand what you're talking about as i sit here so we we uh pre-staged the show at the 21st amendment in san francisco and the idea was is that the um the beer that we that we're that we're both quite fond of is called bitter american it's a it was made specifically as a session beer meaning a beer that you can drink more than one of because you're going to drink more than one and you're not going to walk away at the end of the evening invisible. Stumbling. Yeah, stumbling, like you know, invisible. The, to describe the beer is it, it starts off, it tastes a lot like an IPA. Correct. Meaning it's super hoppy, uh, it's very bold, and it's just, it, it, it's everything that I want a beer to be. When it's I'm, like Bugs Bunny, it's super hoppy and bold. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny has... Well, actually, it is. It is because Bugs Bunny has attitude. I taught, I taught a bunny rabbit well, running down the street. At least I'm not going. Wait, I may be a schooly rabbit, but at least I'm not going <laughs> Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Bitter American is great. Yeah, we like the beer a lot. And if they put it in a can, then we can be even happier because we can take it with us to the beach. Like we go to the beach off. Or the golf course. Or the swimming pool. Yes. Or the concert. Or on my personal jet. I have a jet, but it's broken. <laughs> no, it's a running joke on a forum that I'm on. Uh, uh, like, if I could uh, just have my jet be fixed, I would show up there. Um, so we found that Foster's is targeted toward the same flavor profile as Bud, but for our palates that like hoppier beer, we're more pleased with the Foster's flavor in a bottle than Budweiser's Because the Budweiser has lack of hops. Yes. And we do know that this has got an IBU. It goes to 11. Of 11. The, so, for remembering from the first show, IBU stands for International Bitter Units. And it's an equation that takes the amount of sugar, the amount of hops, the amount of time that it was in the tank, uh, that kind of stuff. And the wetness factor. And the wetness factor. It's wet all the way to the bottom. 
and you throw that into this thing and multiply and divide and and calculate and you get this number and it'll be like 10 or 11 yes. in this case it's probably 15 15 or 16 maybe of course they're in australia there well the thing is is that if we got real australian fosters it might be a bit hoppier can i can i uh give a plug for a book that everybody should read certainly it's called three sheets to the wind and it's by an english bloke and it's about beer culture around the world. And it's sort of like the PhD class to what we're teaching here at Beer School. And he talks about the culture of drinking beer down in Australia and how that's all done. And uh, sort of the lunacy of closing time laws. They used to have a really early closing time in Australia. And so people right before closing time would order a lot of beer and drink it all at once. And they go out in the street completely blotto. <laughs> but, yes, Three, three sheets, sheets of the Wind. It's a great book. Well, I put a link on it to the uh – if we can find it on Amazon. Yeah, it's uh, – I think it's published here. I forget where I got my copy. I think I had to order it from somewhere. Wow. What's that big aluminum thing you have well, in this here? Is, is that a big aluminum can? Are you just glad can. to see me, John? This is a big aluminum can. The thing is is that when I first tried Foster's, it was in a big steel can. Remember that wrap? The oil can. Yeah, the oil can. And it was a big wraparound thing and you could see the seam right on, on – and it was like this super serious – Was it a pull tab? It was a pull tab. That's right. You know, it came off. The kids, the kids here who are listening, like our who's our our shout out to our friend in Idaho, who's twenty six, who probably doesn't remember pull tabs. Uh, pull tabs is when you used to pull the whole tab off of either a soda can or a beer can, and I remember people could make interlocking chains of pull tabs and would like do these chains that went all the around, all the way around their apartments. You could have make chain mail out of pull tabs. It's true could be this has got a lot of this is not supposed to be poured out of that can just like that one can that we had the modello ah uh, modello remember the modello and the sapporo like, so far modello i think is the official beer of beer school so we don't have a representation of it today now because we didn't actually i saw modello in bottles with the other day and that was i think it was at safeway that i saw that and i said you know i should just pick some up but i didn't <laughs> it smells exactly the same and uh there's a lot more head on it uh-huh. that could be because of the pour but i think it also could be because of the packaging this tastes a little bit better than the uh the bottle version and by better i mean a little bit hoppier it's a little bit hoppier but it stays on your tongue longer it's got some weird flavor at the end. Doesn't finish clean like the bottle did. I think that flavor is ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know what it is. I know that it is. I have to answer this. Hey, wait! Really I'll quick. keep. I'll keep talking while. Uh... <coughs> Where were we? Oh, how Foster's in the can is shitty. Yeah, we don't like the way that, that it finishes. You know, I don't think we're coming up with any good scientific. I don't think we're coming up with any good scientific. Well, basically, here. so far, what we found is is that two bad beers don't taste good in either in either a can <laughs> or a bottle. <laughs> we're D students, aren't we? <laughs> no, it's just that we've graduated beyond what we consider this to be. Well, you know, we still have the uh, oh, our the wild card right here. 
We have to finish up with Foster's. Exactly. What do we think is going on here? Do we think something happened in the bottle and make it taste better? Because if you if you believe the propaganda about cans, which is that there is no flavor imparted from the aluminum or from the metal, and uh, they're not susceptible to light, light, then in cans, beer should be better given holding everything else in the control the same. So we don't know if this was left out. (laughs) You know, there's this one thing that always trips me up because I'm not that good about this stuff. Yeah. Maybe the Foster's in the bottle is not what it's supposed to taste like, but we prefer the flavor of the bad Foster's to the good Foster's. It's possible that even though it is in a dark bottle, that light has affected it. Or maybe the Foster's in the bottle was made on a Wednesday, and this is a Friday afternoon beer. It's possible. It could be a totally different line. It's true. It's probably... Or... It could be a different recipe. It could be slightly modified, knowing that it's going into a can. From what I know of the operation at Budweiser, mm-hmm. um, the bottle, the the brewing of Budweiser and the packaging of Budweiser are two completely separate There's operations. There's a pipe that goes right. From There's one a pipe building. that goes from one building to the other, and what happens in either building, the other building doesn't care about. So at least as it applies to Budweiser. It's all the same beer passing through that pipe between the two buildings. And whether it goes into an inflatable plastic bag or a keg or a hose or a can or a bottle, a little bottle, a big bottle, it's all the same product. Or Vinny or just sampling it at the other side. Indeed. So with you Foster's, want, I don't know You wouldn't what, want to use Vinny as a container for long. What? Because Vinny would eventually pop. No, because well, if if you use Vinny as the storage for beer, uh-huh. guess what's going to come out? P. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I said P. Okay, we're getting good on this show today. Where's Where's Angela? We need Angela back. Damn, Rockstar. <laughs> I can't use that joke anymore. It was funny three times. Three t- third times the charm. Third time is the charm. Now after this, not funny anymore. <sighs> I'm so sorry that this is uh, not going quite like quite like I thought it would. Sure, well, what what are we lost on right now? We're, no, no, we're, we're just lost on the fact that this has a metallic taste to it, and we're also lost on the fact that we're not getting a good scientific sample between our bottles and cans. It's just okay. Although that's gonna that's gonna change up when we hit our next one. Although I've still I have to I have to finish out what's in my beautiful red cup before we can move on. So I'm def- definitely getting. A very metallic taste. Okay, off the uh, off the Fosters. Maybe it's low grade Canadian aluminum. Maybe you know those Canadians. Canadians they spend all their money on healthcare and not important things like armies. So maybe it's affecting the quality of their aluminum. Well, we have a lot of aluminum to build important things like fighter jets. Supposedly, it takes three pounds of aluminum to deliver a thousand ounces of beer. Versus 27 pounds of glass to deliver the same amount. I mean, hold any of the containers. I mean, aluminum is a nice, thin, Super lightweight material. Cool. That's why we, we don't build airplanes out of glass, John. No, but there's glass on the airplane. In the cockpit. Glass cockpit, you know, all the computers that drive it. Get it? Uh, uh, no, actually, if you think about a plane, there's not a lot of uh, no, glass anywhere. No, it's all, it's all lightweight. Aluminum. And that's why we have to drink our beer out of cans on airplanes. Right. 
I had a... Still makes just as effective of a weapon. A can versus a bottle. Especially with a jagged edge. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, can, you can fashion a knife just as easily out of that. I like making it out of prison soap. A knife out of prison soap? Oh, yeah. How... You learn that in prison. Wait, how do you get a blade out of soap? Oh, you have to work at it. But you get a lot of spare time in prison. Uh, no, on the airplane, I've, I've had some interesting beer in cans on the airplane. And more interesting beers are coming out of cans now. Because the technology of putting beer in cans is you can get it at a smaller and smaller level. And now we're starting to get nice micros out of cans. Right. Well, that, We don't have any that, of those on the table today. Well, but we were sitting right across from where we could have got them. Yeah, but that wasn't in it's the budget. Sort of, I mean, we spent our was, 10 bucks to get this. It wasn't in the budget and um wasn't in the budget. Do we but have also, a donate Do you have a donate now button on the page? Nah, oh, no. uh, they're not going to give us money for beer. <laughs> they could give us money for bandwidth, but we don't we're not even close to running out yet. We have okay. 4 terabytes that we can fling before we're in trouble. Excellent. 4 terabytes. That's like lots. Is that is that what killed the uh Tyrannosaurus Rex, the pterodactyl bites? <laughs> Those things are scary. They have big wings and little hands. Uh, you know, cans are less labor intensive uh, by comparison to the glass six pack because the whole thing can be automated for the most part, and somebody has to eventually touch uh, a six pack that's in glass. Somehow, those bottles have to get into a little container. The little automatic machine does that. Somebody has to. I need to... Uh, Somebody still has to eventually move those things. This is going to go completely off our subject again. What? But I have to uh, pass along to you to post the bottling line in the former East Germany that was bottling flip-top bottles, or what people like to call the Grosch bottles, yeah. with little plugs in the top. Yeah. Because in, in this country, what we do with glass is we take the glass bottles back, and we smush them down, and we make them into new glass bottles. Right. Well, and... As much glass as that is, it still doesn't make 100% return on the right. glass. Whereas in Germany, a lot of the breweries ship out in the flip-top bottles, and all they do is sanitize the bottles and use them again. That's cool. Um, when you're there, you don't see a lot of beer in cans, but you see a lot of beer in bottles with the flip-tops, and you can get home delivery of beer, much like the milkman used to bring you milk. It. Right at, the, a, right at the last second, the home delivery beer guy would show up and save the party. Would you stay for the party? I will, I will send you links to these beer delivery trucks. And you like dial up and the beer shows up. And the back is – it's like plastic milk crates. And it's full of probably liter-sized or half-liter-sized uh, flip-top beer bottles. Cool. So we were drinking a, we were drinking beer at a festival, actually a tasting, that was – that was uh, bottles that had been recycled. They'd been washed and washed and washed. And you could tell there was this rim that was just all... Right. Where, where it, all the glass had just been... That where had it batters been, against yeah, things. Yeah, where it battered, had battered against. And it was like, wow, every single one of these bottles that we're looking at is like totally battered up. It, they were just like, you know, they, they looked like they'd been used, I don't know, for a century. And then it dawned on me that... They were sending these old, old bottles, the end-of-life bottles. That was, the, that was their export. Oh, okay. Right? So yeah. they, they knew that they were going to the States. They knew that they weren't coming back. They yeah. knew that the States were going to crush them. So, like, why send a perfectly beautiful bottle that, that has a life of, you know... I don't know how many uses. 200 times through, through the brewery 
If we did show prep, we could come up with all this. Well, we did <laughs> how show often, prep. How often, how often does a, a German flip-top beer bottle get reused before it breaks or goes away? I don't know. A couple hundred times. Yeah. You know, eventually they're just going to fall. You know, they're going to not work anymore. Or somebody's going to put a gasoline-soaked rag down and throw them at the man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, only until a few years ago, the only beer available in cans in America was light industrial lager. And then all the beers tasted the same. This is why am I reading this, John? You know this. You know how to read. No, but why am I reading this? This is this is copy from from takebackthecan.com. This is totally marketing. It's That's T A K E B A C K T H E C A N dot can. It's total propaganda for the can. I mean, cans are good. Cans are good. We the like- problem, the problem is, cans, cans are like the the uh, the person who's been maligned for so long for no good reason, and now the image of the can is so bad, the can actually needs a friend to let you know that just because beer is in a can, it's not crap. Some guy from uh, a brewery from uh, Canada, actually, no, not Canada, Ashland, Oregon, called uh, Caldera won a, a medal at the World Beer Cup in Seattle. Doesn't say which kind of metal. Just says it won a metal. You know, if their beer is in a can, hopefully it's an aluminum metal. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> I am so witty. All right. So yeah. the thing is, a can. If everybody's excited about getting their beer on draft, beer shows up at most places in a gigantic can called a keg. Yeah. So now and we. So why shouldn't beer in a smaller volume in a can be just as good? Same thing. Well, and what is the difference? The, the idea is is that, that that keg still has the same properties as a can. It's you know it probably isn't lined, right? It probably has, or if it was lined at one, that's point, a good question. Yeah, we can we can ask. That is them, a good question. Is the beer can is a keg lined the keg as lined with, a modern can of beer is lined? Right, and I bet you it isn't. So wouldn't the aluminum start to impart its flavor into there over a period of time? That is good. But if you get it from a microbrewery, your keg, they're going to fill it the day that you get it. So there well, probably wouldn't be any chance for that transfer to happen. Also, some kegs are, are stainless. That's right. Some kegs like the are little stainless. Like the little five-gallon thingy-majiggers? Oh, the, like the... The, the, the five-gallon... Yeah, but doesn't, they don't use those anymore because they're hard to wash. Oh, no. If you pick up something at your local micro, you can get a five-gallon thingy. Actually, um... Uh, Christian over at Triple Rock has a whole basement full of those. And uh, he's like, someday I'm going to use these for something. <laughs> Isn't that, you know, you could make that statement about anything anybody keeps in their basement. You know, the reason this crap is here is because I'm going to use this someday. Exactly. Some, I've right. got my beige Mac G3 that I'm going to use someday. For what? I got one of those over there. I've got my 840 AV that I'm, well, I'm not going to use that someday. That was actually, well, now we're way off topic. Ooh. Speak, John, because I'm going to take a sip of speaking beer. Speaking of this, so this is a, the Heineken, which has got a star for a trademark, which would never get done today. No one would ever just have a star for the a red trademark. star. The red star. It says, please visit enjoyheinekenresponsibly.com. <laughs> Why? Oh, and then it has a real mark. Uh, Heineken.com, www. What's unique about that Heineken relative to all the other beers we have? Looks like a keg. Also, that Heineken has come all the way from Amsterdam. That's right. This one traveled far. Oh. 
So we remember from two weeks ago or two shows ago, depending on how you count time in your world, um, we tasted Heineken in a bottle. And Heineken in a bottle was the uh, – it was there for the skunky flavor that's imparted to beer when – Sunlight passes through green glass and starts to affect the flavor of beer. So what we're doing here, we didn't want to get another bottle of Heineken because we remember that flavor that we weren't really pleased with. Well, we have it as, you know, we recorded it. Yeah. So just go to the first show. Yeah. Uh, it all starts here. No, no, no. It's uh, second getting show. second show, getting beyond American tastification. Exactly. A word that I made up. And so now we're going with Heineken in a can to see if the flavors that come out of Heineken in a bottle are like Heineken in a can. So the first thing I notice after uh, pouring this is that it doesn't have that wretched smell that the uh, bottle had. Right. If you go back to the show, I remember when John popped oh, the bottle across God. the table for me, I went, ah! It's like, they just like filled the room with skunk. And it possibly, you know, given that we got it from pouring in liquor, given the age of that... The bottle of Budweiser? The bottle of Budweiser, that beer was probably off. But most of the time, Heineken's like that. Well, that, you can't really tell with Heineken in a green bottle. So there's three different kinds of bottles. There's brown bottles, there's green bottles, and there's clear bottles. Clear bottles, while they make the beer look really cool, like... They're clearly the worst. Clearly the worst. Yeah. <laughs> guy walks into a... Uh, uh, a bar. Ouch. No, no guy, <laughs> guy walks into a psychiatrist's office, and he's wrapped in cellophane. Yeah, head to toe, and the psychiatrist says, "I can clearly see your nuts." Oh, oh, we're both sipping at mm. once. I just can't stay away Bad from that radio. Oh, this is actually okay. Wait, okay, so all those weird, weird, skunky, horrible, os, off, ossel. What the hell is an ossel? Awful flavors. An ocelot is a small, furry thing like a muskrat. Oh, well, that's what. <laughs> That's what crawled into the bottle of Heineken and died there. Actually, Heineken in this in this quaint little barrel this is very good. It's quite drinkable. And actually, I think we might have found our winner that validates all this rambling we've been doing for about forty five minutes. Uh, Heineken is renowned for its strange flavor out of a bottle and out of a can. It's a completely different. It's experience. a totally different experience. I would say that. Uh, I would say that this is very much like getting it from Holland. I mean, if you were going to go drink it. I know a girl named Holland, and I've never gotten it from her. But I'm sure it would be pleasant if I got it from her. (laughs) 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 Ten blocks from the Heineken Brewery in Holland, if we were going to sip a beer there, it would taste exactly like that. This almost makes me want to order a Heineken in a bar. If they're going to give it to you in a green glass bottle. No, if they've got it on draft, I might try it on draft to see to see. I wonder, how if, they have it at, I wonder if they have it at Tornado. No. Nothing so pedestrian? No. You know where we should go? Where? And now we're going down a rat hole because all of our, our worldwide listenership that is up to, what, 14 Four. million at this point? Well, we have 100 people that have, that have signed up for the feed, which uh, is amazing considering that we haven't ever advertised it. So if you're if you are listening... Uh, do the shout out. Put it in your blog. Put it in some place that links back to us. Uh, wow, we're not, I don't know if we're ready for dig yet. <laughs> I mean, I know that the that that, that Kevin and uh, that other guy would you know they're famous for drinking beer on their show. 
but they're talking about tech and we're not. So And digging things, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we need to go to Zeke's. Oh, uh, yeah, Zeke's right down the street, right? Right. The, just, just before Which is you different get to porn from Zeke's. Which is before you get to porn and liquor. It's true. That used it's to be, where Hunter S. Thompson used to drink. That's right. When it was named something else. I went there when it was named something else. I don't know if I've been there since it's been Zeke's. It's kind of cool to know that Hunter used to sit at a bar stool, possibly the one that I was sitting on. <laughs> and uh, talking about getting back to the freak. Exactly. Well, Rolling Stone magazine started out a block from 21st Amendment. And within there's eyesight rumors, of where Wired magazine is. There's rumors that people used to live in the office at the 21A that were working at Rolling Stone. I can believe that because um, there's that weird graphic on, painted on the on the door there. I've only been up to the office once. Yeah, it's I've of, spent more time other places. I've been all over that bar. Wow. I've, I've I've been in the ceiling pulling cable for podcast stuff. I've uh, been. I haven't spent time in the grain room like you have. Why do you have to bring that up? Because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> That was the chair, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know if the mic... Well, you know what? The microphone will pick that up. Um, Does this show ever wrap up? Heineken in, a, <laughs> Heineken in a can. Actually, the can is cool looking. Yeah, it's it's a it's a marketing thing. It's, it's a shiny silver can with a green band around the middle. Looks like maybe a barrel or a little keg. Um, mm. It's got all the proper information on it. This, is, um, this has been in my glass for all of three minutes, and it seems to have gotten a bit better, more opened up. Oh. Uh, I'm tasting a lot of hops. I should probably take a sip. Yeah. Tasting a lot of hops, which is makes makes this probably about a 20 on the IBU scale. Uh, it's got a... This is so different from the I crap know. that came out of the bottle. Ugh. It doesn't have that, that awful, skunky, nasty finish. It's got a really good beginning. It doesn't... It's not... You know, you don't put it up to your the glass up to your nose and go, ah, I'm going to die. <laughs> Seriously. Underwear was the way that we described it before. Well, if you this go back so if, far from underwear, if you go back to episode two or point two or whatever we're calling two. it, a uh, Heineken was the one that John was ready to retch on. Uh, whereas I was ready to retch on the Miller high life. We got, we got called out on that word. No, we, we were talking about it at the, um, we were talking about it at the bar the other day, and the guy was like, you guys did the bravest thing I've ever seen anybody do. That lineup was just wrong. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's no other way to get through that idea of, you know, here's these tastes. But, John, this is your vision, and this is what you want to bring to the people, and we're not talking, uh, we're not talking- to our secret live that we're not bringing on the air, which is we would never drink any of this in a million years. Uh, no, but we are, and- because and the thing was is that we know these beers, right? Right. We know what they're supposed to taste like. Because we've had them as part of our, as part of our history of drinking beer. The thing of it is, is that we know that this beer, the Fosters, the Heineken, the Bud, that's available pretty much everywhere around the world, right? Except for the six-month-old Budweiser that we should have checked. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you could probably get a free one. Go, hey, we bought one that's six months There's old. There's a mouse in this bottle. There was a mouse. There was a what did I call that? A no, there was a mouse in the bottle. That's right. Well, we, we're going to have to have the show where we can uh, actually teach that people would, how to grow a mouse in a bottle. So that, that would they be can get, 
Strange Brew. Look it up on IMDb. We're going to do, okay, so coming up, we got some shows that we're going to do. Sean Paxton, who is. uh, Not Sean Paxton. Sean Paxton, who is Homebrew Chef. Uh, you can find his great recipes at homebrewchef.com, has agreed to be on the show uh, for the tasting show, uh, where we're going to talk about beer pairing with food. And that's going to be a really interesting show, because basically we're going to do it just like we did every other show. We're going to find some beer. What beers. goes well with Fritos? <laughs> well, what, goes, uh, what beer goes well with Red Vines? <laughs> we're going to go back down to porn and liquor, and we're going to dine like the hobos dine. <laughs> What no. goes well? What goes well with Dinty Moore beef stew? No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <clears throat> no, we're gonna do. We're gonna actually. We're gonna uh, do brownies, not those kind of brownies. Just brownies. I like those kind of brownies. <laughs> we're gonna do brownies, apples, uh, uh, potato chips, Vista, Vista. Well, you said apple. No, we're not gonna do Vista. <laughs> oh, that is such a stretch. Vista. You um, said apple. Vista. <laughs> uh, and so anyway the idea is we're, we're, we're building the list now and the idea is, is that we, we take a beer that we know what it tastes like like this Heineken for example this is a good candidate for that and pair it with something like a cheese or a fruit or a sugar so that you can actually bring out the flavors of that particular beer and also that particular thing that you're eating that's a great idea so we're going to do that with just stuff that you can get from from everywhere. It might this be- Sean Pax- Paxton, he's a cute girl, right? Yeah, Sean Paxton <laughs> is a six. It's a, is he's like six six. He's the tallest guy that I've ever. I don't like tall people around me. Oh, if I don't say anything, you're going to have to cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna cut that. So uh, Sean's on when? Sean's on soon. 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 Wow. Because we have uh, we have. Beer train coming up. I heard. I heard that uh, we've got this gigantic sponsorship, and we're taking the show on the road. We are taking the show, and on the we're road. traveling hundreds of miles, or at so, least a hundred miles. Well, we're we're going we're going three. It actually takes three and a half hours to get there by car. It takes four and a half hours to get there by train. So we're like, hmm, take the train, then we can have beers on the train. There's no steering wheel that you have to be responsible for on the Somebody train. Somebody else is responsible for steering that train. I uh, yesterday uh, rode a train to Davis, California. How was is, that? Oh, you went to uh, uh, rugby. I went to go watch some rugby, Cal and Davis. And Cal had their B team in, and I'm sorry. any Davis is a great school for winemaking and brewing. Uh, their big performing arts center is named after Robert Mondavi, uh, the guy who really elevated California wines. But let me tell you, maybe good for uh, winemaking and brewing, but hell's hell's god what am i saying um hell's gonna freeze over before davis has a rugby team uh we had our we had our b team in and we beat him 88 nothing uh ouch but we had had beer up we had beer on the way back on the train uh we had a lovely time in davis a great pub with some great food called like i don't know the cabo cantina or something like that um it was good it was a good weekend and taking the train out for trips is fun there's a beer train that we can do, and we can actually we'll actually make this set this up when beer school gets like you know four more listeners. Um, but <clears throat> leaves from San Francisco and goes south. It goes. I did that for my birthday one year. And the idea is that you stop because your train pass works for the whole entire way for the duration. You can jump off the train and then jump on the next train, and then your your money still works. Well, you know, uh, speaking of. Uh, 
things that are available most around the country, Gordon Biersch, that is pretty much everywhere in this country now, um, or at least in most major markets, uh, their original breweries in Palo Alto. And that's mm. one of the stops close to Caltrain, that's which right. would be the beer train, along with Steelhead uh, and some other places. Which is in Burlingame. And then there's yes. Faultline. Is it still called Faultline? Faultline. And I think some place went into where Stoddard's used to be in Sunnyvale. There's uh, Tide House in Mountain View. There's Tide House in San Jose. There's Gordon Biersch in San Jose. And there are a bunch of good little multi-taps along the way, too. There's uh, the BBC, the British Bankers Club. Yeah. Uh, uh, Marvin Gardens in Belmont. Oh yeah, that's a nice place. Uh, oh, by Tanfran Mall, there's a. It, I think it's a BJ. Yeah, there is a BJ's right there, which is a. Which is what, John? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say which is like which was my brewery of choice when I was living in Los Angeles in LA, as you in like LA. to call it. When I was in LA for four months, the the guys at BJ's took care of me and. Uh, I've some, been to that BJ's Woodland Hills. Yeah, yeah, and you know they had some nice beers. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. It's just that some of them weren't. Some of them were just like this isn't very good. I but think, then, but the stuff that they would go through all the time, like their Piranha, which was as close to an IPA as you could get in LA. Uh huh. Um, not a bad beer. But here's the sad thing: they're bulldozing that, and they're making a different BJ's, and they're taking their brewery out. And they're going to make it so that they basically ship kegs down there on the truck. Uh, see, a lot of the uh, the, the different uh, breweries with multiple locations, and I'm trying to be nice and not call them chains, um, they give the local brewers leeway if they can brew something different that sells along with the flagship beer. Some and, of the stuff that he was brewing, his experiments – uh-huh. Where like it was like homebrew, and they were experiments. They were experiments, and you know what? Don't get me wrong. Bravo for for allowing him to do that. Jack's Jockstrap uh, Stout. Jock that's hard. <laughs> that's hard to say twelve times. Fast. Jockstrap Stout. <laughs> and hella hella. Dare dare I say a beer with balls? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <clears throat> listeners. And, that uh, was wrong. And, 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 uh, and, star. and, and toe jam. Toe Jam something. Uh, Didn't the Beatles sing about that? Toe Jam? I don't know. Yes. Let's see. We've talked about cans being lightweight. We've talked about them being cheaper to produce. We've talked about them more environmentally friendly because they can be recycled. 51% of that stuff can be. They can also, they take up less space once you crush them against your head. That's right. And Uh, the homeless people I see with shopping carts seem to collect cans more than they collect bottles. Because they can squish them. Yep. Visibility, can beer taste the same? No, it doesn't. This beer actually, the Heineken? Well, tastes the same is relative to uh, what? Can well, you, right. If you encapsulate, I would say, if you look at this from a logical standpoint, canned beer is going to be more like kegged beer because you're in roughly the same container at a smaller scale. Right. And the difference with draft beer that's using CO2 to replace the empty space in the keg as the beer pours out. In a can, it's an individual serving. Right. It's done. Yes. By the time you're done, you're done. And if you can't drink a can of beer, you just need to try harder. Well, and the other myth that we have here on the list is that cans impart a metallic flavor to the beer. And we did taste that with the Fosters. The Fosters was just weird. We don't know what was up with the Fosters. It was weird does have a kangaroo on it, but you know what? It's brewed in Canada. 
There's no kangaroos in Canada. But they're cans in Canada. The first three letters of can. Canada. Are can. Canada. Can. Can. Uh, All right. So <laughs> let's see. Beer school. Shout outs. Shout outs. Uh, I really don't have any. Actually, uh, coming up, uh, everybody go book your tickets. The Triple Rock Firkin Fest is coming up uh, sometime in April. That's right. And you could probably go to triplerock.com and find that out. It's a great little festival. I'm just going to pull that right out of my ass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you really did. Saturday, April 7th, 2007, 11 a.m. It looks like there's 20 breweries. Uh, What's a firkin, John? A firkin is... It's like a, a cask. It, it's a cask. And it's, but it describes the type of beer that goes into the into that cask well, you, or into that keg it, it's basically beer poured completely on gravity you, it's, it's there's like, no there's no co2 pretend, no pressure pre- it's all it all falls out um into the into the glass based on gravity remember when we talked about gravity in the first show gravity is what holds your beer in the glass right but it also pulls the beer out of the firkin it's true but no, the, the Triple Rock Firkin Fest has been going on for, I think, three or four years now. And it's really come up quickly as one of the better little festivals in the Bay Area. Check it out. Lagunitas is going to be there. Russian River, which is awesome. Iron Springs. Two Rivers. Okay, so Two Rivers is interesting because those guys make cider. Yeah, they make cider. Uh, Hoptown, which is going to be one of, possibly one of the last things that the Hoptown guys ever show up for. Yep. Because they're, uh, they're closing. Uh, or changing. Beach Chalet, Moylands, Sierra Nevada, Marin Brewing Company, Farmhouse, uh, 21st Amendment, Magnolia, Thirsty Bear, Drake, Stone, Black Diamond, Schooners, Fault Line, and then Half Moon Bay. And Triple Rock is easily accessible on BART. Yeah, you can. It's so about you, three or four blocks north of the Berkeley BART station. So you could actually stay in the city, do a beer tour, and then come uh, jump on BART and then. Come out to the Firkin Fest. Firkin Fest. And I, sooner or later, at some time in the night, I usually end up pouring at the Firkin Fest. Yeah. It's the only place where I usually get recruited to pour. I was at... Uh, I was at and I can tell you where I'll be. I'll be in the back corner of the brewery. If you fight your way through the entire brewery, I'll be by the bottom of the stairs because that's usually where I hide out. I was at the Trumer party last week. How was that? That was a that was a really fun time. There's a Lloyd's band was playing. Uh, is that Frank Lloyd Wright? I heard he died in the fifties. No, no, no. That's Lloyd who uh, who uh, is the manager at the Twenty One A. Ah, and uh, he played a mean set. He ended up closing out the evening. Um, Trumer, what what's Trumer? Trumer is Trumer Brewing makes Pilsners. That's well. Not Pilsners, Pilsner. A Pilsner. A Pilsner. They only make one beer in this place. And the problem with finding a Pilsner, a proper Pilsner, as if it came from Germany in the United States, is there's probably a handful of breweries that are making them. But it's because of the way it's made, it takes up a lot of tank space. It's a, it's a much, much longer brew, uh, beer to brew. And so the brewery is just... It's technically a longer... It's a longer time to market. It's a Brewing long. time is probably the same, but then it sits for a while. Well, no, because it takes 10 days to make an ale, and it okay. takes it takes almost four weeks to make a proper pill. But that's when it sits in the tanks. I understand, but you still have tank space. And you True. Can't, and you can't put the... You can't just put the beer in a bottle and call it, you know, Pilsner Conditioned Bottle. Pilsner Conditioned Bottle. <laughs> or you could put it in a can, like this Heineken can. Which is empty now. So anyway, Trumer 
So Trumer is is if if you want to taste what a German pilsner or Austrian is or the case Austrian or in the case may be, but you know a, a a pilsner that got shipped over the pond to here is going to spend probably eight weeks in a zoo at least at week at least. So you want to make sh- you want you're never it's never going to taste the same, and on top of that, it's going to be in a bottle. But here's a beer that you can go and order a pilsner or kel. And it tastes awesome because it's made like right over there, over there, Berkeley, Berkeley, and uh, you can get it all around uh, the Bay Area. Yeah, it's it's uh, the Austrian brewery that's been around forever. It says so on the bottles. Uh, opened a satellite brewery in Berkeley a couple of years ago, where they are now brewing the same beer that they brew in Austria here in the Bay Area. And especially with the Pilsner style, that's a beer you want fresh. Yeah. And the fact that we can get that fresh, it's a great beer. Uh, it's second to my favorite beer on the planet, which would be Radeburger. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I like Radeburger because Radeburger is hoppier, but it's a great example of all the blonde beers that you get and all the beers you get in this country out of cans at the gas station when you pour it into a glass. This beer will have the same sort of blonde, yellowy color, but the flavor will just be so much above what you have. It's um, it's not anywhere. <clears throat> so this uh, Heineken that we have in our glasses right now. In our plastics? In our plastics. Um, the trimmer is like half is half as as dark as this right i mean it's a really really light beer and i would say that it's almost like the bud but the bud is even i don't know more yellow yeah like they put yellow number four in it now my my belief in in the world of beer tasting and this is this goes beyond where everybody is now is you climb your way up you start out with the regular beers that we're drinking now and then you go up to darker beers and then you go up to hoppier beers and then you go up to belgian beers and then you go up to all these double backflip beers and eventually you come over the top of the wall and you end up with a perfect pilsner and that's what trumer is that's what Radeburger is and that's something when you've tried everything else you go wow this is really where all the flavors come together and with it's a hard beer to produce it's like and in a lot of the ways budweiser and these other things are hard beers to produce because to get a clean golden beer to get the flavor right to which you consider is right i was about to do air quotes uh is a difficult process. And it's just that the difference between what the American lagers do and what a, a continental Pilsner is, flavor-wise, is night and day. But it's still an amazing beer to partake. So Trimmer's great. And there was a big party there. That's right. It was the uh, 19th anniversary party of the Celebrator magazine. Ah, the Celebrator. <clears throat> the Celebrator. So, we should shout out to the Celebrator. Celebrator. You know what? The Celebrator rocks, for, A, for having that party, and for B... Just having, just saying, you know, we'll make enough money to make this magazine. We'll make enough money to pay our writers, and we'll make enough money to continue publishing it. And they've done it every year for the last nineteen years. I got to tell you, I've got almost every issue of the Celebrator that's ever come out. What, which one are you missing? I'm missing because they have. I've got, I've got the uh, uh, when they did their tenth, I think. They had a contest to see who had all of them, and I had most of them. I have a lot of the originals. I've got a couple of holes. But because um, they have a whole stack of stuff, so you could go over there and probably hand pick out the stuff that you don't have. The thing about the Celebrator back in the early days, um, it's got the beer list of all the brew pubs in California. And now it's got—I wouldn't say it's all the beer, beer. It's not all the brew pubs in the country, but it's got a pretty good listing. And I remember my friends and I—we would head out on weekends in college with the Celebrator in hand and go check out the new places. And at one point, 
I had hit almost every microbrewery in California, except for the ones in San Diego, going off the Celebrator list. Wow. And the Celebrator is a great resource. And um, they can't know. I've never found a, any beer site, Celebrator or anybody else, who keeps up on everybody open or closed, but Celebrator does a really good job. Brookston.org does an amazing yeah. job. Yeah. Brookston.org slash beer. Or is yes. It- that, yeah, it is yeah, Brookston. Yeah. B R O K S T O N. It's on the dot o r g slash. It's on the friends uh, link on the on beerschool dot com, so you can go see that. Um, you know, that guy keeps he, he's he's amazing. Jay's Jay, a good guy. Jay is right on top of it. In fact, and if you go to Jay uh, going through London, you might see a picture of me. Well, Angela's on the on from uh, the Trimmer party. Is there? Um, and it was kind of funny because like. The second the beer school got redone as a blog, I I don't know, for whatever reason, I decided to put that there. One day later, we have a link on, on you know, beer school on Jay's site. Yeah. It was like, wow. Not only is he reading his logs and his referrals and all that, but he's just keeping he's keeping amazing track of, of uh, what's going on in the beer world. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, let's see. 21st Amendment... Uh, Shout out to them for the pre-beers and the uh, awesome quesadilla. uh, uh, I think that's pronounced quesadilla. (laughs) (laughs) That's Castilian Spanish. Uh, Eddie, Chef Eddie, is going to be on the show uh, right after we do the the beer train to Fresno. The the Alembic and Magnolia had a fantastic write-up in the San Francisco Examiner. No way. On Friday, that would be sfexaminer.com. What'd they say? They said Eddie Rocks. (laughs) They (laughs) said what everybody knows. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So that's what I know. Who else do we shout? Triple Rock. You love Triple Rock. I love Triple Rock, too. No, Triple Rock is so much fun to go to on the train. If any place closed, I'd cry if Triple Rock closed. Although the taps aren't as shiny as they once were. Whose fault is that? That's a long story that we're not going into on the air right now. (laughs) Well, speaking of long time on the air... If we were getting a penny a minute for this show, how many dollars would we have right now? 110. Wow. Actually, it's 112. But this I'm is gonna, like a couple of. I got to cut out that whole phone call in the middle. Yeah. You know, you know, in the in the future, the studio won't actually have a phone that rings. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the shuffling newspaper like they do on the uh, on the TV news exactly. at the end of the it's thing. Like, they... So we're trying to just wrap this up. Um, let's see. What else do we need to talk about? Oh, well, like next week. What are we doing next week? Next week. Oh, oh I forgot the homework. Oh, um, yes. Okay, hold on. i got to think of the homework. Have a Heineken in a can. No, it's got to be better homework than that. Well, okay. No, so, okay. Take a no, third no, no. of your page no, 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 and no. mail what, it to John Foster what I want you to, at P.O. Box. What I want you to motor is to say, hey, what's the homework? John, what the hell is the homework? Well, the homework is this. Everyone should do the same flight of beers that we just tried. Okay. So we have we have Budweiser in a can and Budweiser in a bottle. We have Fosters in a can and in a bottle. And if you're so inclined to repeat performance, the Heineken in a bottle, uh, more power to you, but you don't have to. You can skip that and just have Heineken in a can. Yes. And I think – and don't do this alone because you'll just be ruined. But, you know, have some friends over and, and do the flight and just say, you know, because we have a 16 and a 
a 16 and a 16. And, you know, we didn't get through all the beers. That makes 48. We got through this beer. We didn't get through that beer. And we didn't get through that beer. So, but, you know, just try it out. And, and do your own beer school right there in your, in your house or your living room or your garage or whatever. And, and, and start comparing and taking notes and, and, uh, and finding out what that is. And become an associate professor by making all your friends listen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we need more ass profs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I say that in the, most, in the most kind way when I say ass prof. Ass. <laughs> so that's the homework for next week. Uh, until then, I'm John Foster. And I'm Motor. Class dismissed. dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Yeah, oh, you forgot to shout out. What? Is the, is the people that wrote comments. Oh, that's true. Don't we talk about the guy in Idaho? I know, but we have... We have and one. Gabby. Shout yeah. out to Gabby. Gabby. Who, uh, who, Gabby is a special listener who, of Beerschool.com. If she references the secret number I'm about to give out, 22, I'll buy her a beer. And uh, so then the other people that wrote in that said, uh, I didn't think that uh, Rockstar Bartender was that good of a show. Oh, I'm kicking their ass. Pretty much. I mean, you I'm know, kicking their ass. We had a really good time. And You wait. We can go dumber than that. <laughs> we're going to do, do the show this week and whatever. <laughs> and we can go way dumber than Rockstar Bartender. <laughs> and there was, there was a lot of good comment la- content last week with Rockstar Bartender. It worked. Yes. I mean, the whole the, I, the idea of the show just, just started to roll. And, yeah. And, uh, Rockstar! Damn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look what that all became. Uh, hey, kid, go get Angela. <laughs>